Hello, and welcome to the LYF podcast. This podcast is provided to you by the Love Yourself Foundation, which is an organization here spreading the message of love and more specifically self-love and the powerful ripple effect that has not only in building a better relationship with yourself, but also with your community and with our beautiful planet. We're here to tell you that we're all one. All living beings are connected to each other, to the universe. So we're going to be talking about important topics like mental health, environmental issues, and tying it all back into the self and ways that you can not only empower your relationship with yourself, but also empower your relationship with your community and with our beautiful planet. So if you like what you hear, please hit subscribe. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the LY Foundation. You can also check out our website at the lyfoundation.org. And we have a very special new addition to what we're doing. We now have a membership program called the Lifeline Membership Program, which offers support calls, group support calls, free admission to our events, workshops, specialized merch. So we also have special discounts going for students, teachers, frontline workers. So if you want to hear more about this, please go to our website at the LY Foundation slash membership for more info. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Life Podcast, OYF Podcast. I am Monica, one of the hosts on here. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're returning, welcome. <laughs> so this month, if you hop on the OYF website and social media, you'll see that our theme is all on motivation. And this month I'm going to be interviewing a couple different folks on here, but I'm actually solo today again. It's always interesting for me because I like to not think about, I don't want to, I don't like to overthink too much of what I want to share when I'm on here alone. And I'm always hopeful that I am helping at least one person out there with whatever I'm sharing. But before we get into that, just some quick updates. We have our Love Yourself Expression event coming up in Las Vegas on February 17th at the Gather House at Ferguson. And we're going to start promoting that here shortly. And we're excited. We took January off because of COVID. Also, we just wanted a little break too, but super happy to be back. And I'm excited to see all the beautiful people that come through. Other big news is that we're doing our very first fundraiser that we've ever done. We are doing a fundraiser to bring more awareness to suicide and our intention is to with this with the funds accumulated to create more programming specifically to do suicide prevention so you can access all that information on our Instagram page and our website so the lyfoundation.org or the ly foundation on Instagram. So I hope that even if it's just at $1, that really goes a long way. But yeah. Thank you in advance for your support. We're a growing nonprofit and truly every little bit really does go a long way for us. So thank you in advance. So back to my chat motivation. Like I talked about last time too, and I, we showed a Will Smith clip that I really like. The, I think sometimes with motivation is that we overly attached to making sure that, hey, like if we don't make a certain goal, we can sometimes get defeated. At least that happens to me. So I think creating just healthy goals for yourself, intention setting, and also staying flexible, I think is the most the most important thing when it comes to motivation. And the reality is that, yeah, like it fluctuates. And I think, again, just staying in that mindset of flexibility 
is what really is important in my opinion, because again, things, life happens, right? There, sometimes we wake up and maybe we're feeling a little bit more sad than usual. And so then that might overpower our day and then getting back into the groove of things is when it can be a little bit of a challenge. And so I think that's just staying kind to ourselves and ensuring that we're okay along the way is extremely important. And of course, just creating a healthy routine for ourselves to lean back on. And then also I can give you an example with the fundraiser. There's a lot of momentum with it. And even there's some days where we haven't received a donation and that's okay. Every bit helps. And for me, what I'm trying to stay motivated is like thinking more so of the longevity with it. Okay. But if by the end of the month, we make our goal, then that's means the most. And it's thinking it more of, oh, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And I think if we, again, are able to think about it in that way, when it comes to creating new goals for ourselves, it just feels more. So I think that's it. I think whenever we feel too much tension or anxiety around something, that's when we get halted and then we're not able to think clearly. So in those moments, that's when it's so important to take a step back, breathe five deep breaths, and then get back to it. it. It's just we're giving life back to ourselves with every breath. And it's okay to take breaks. So this is something I remind myself all the time, especially as my schedule gets a little bit busier, is just remembering that those breaks are essential for my well-being. And that by me being calmer in my approach, that is a ripple too. Because we're coming into a situation with agitation, aggravation, anxiety, then that is felt, that is like the ripple. So remember to take those breaks with all the goals, all the intentions and staying kind through it. But I wanted to read from a book that's relevant. And I actually picked up this book called The Courage Code. And I purchased this book in a moment in my life where I felt when I felt like I was lacking a little bit of courage and I wanted to get inspired by other people's stories and to help me remember, hey, like I have it in me that maybe I don't see it right now, but it's in there and I can create new goals. I can create I can create new goals for myself and I can create my life. Because I think a lot of times it's just that is shaking off the fear and just stepping more and more into who we are and to the greatness of what we are. And sometimes even that is a little bit scary to even admit to ourselves like, wow, I can actually do this and making sure that we don't self-sabotage, right? So anyway, before I keep going, I'm going to read from this book. And I'm going to read from an area in the book where they're talking specifically about power. So essentially remembering our power. So again, the book is called The Courage Code, and it is by Megan uh, Raphael and Jennifer Byron. So segment is called Choosing Power. It is important to understand that power is first and foremost a choice. We can choose to live from a place of unconscious reaction based on old patterns, or we can choose to open up to our healing and growth by consciously responding to our higher self. There's not to say we just magically choose and then everything is better. Rather, we start with the choice to allow, affirm, and embrace power and embody it fully. And then true power begins to flow. 
At first, it wins its way uphill over our personal and societal patterns, then gathers momentum as we have experiences that reinforce the world will not crumble into pieces if we respond from our power. What can we expect when we live from the code of authentic power? There are four hallmarks of owning it that rise to the surface. One, power is neutral. The most starting change, startling change, and perhaps most significant in its effect is that the connection with authentic power takes us to a place of being neutral about power. When we fully realize that we are all power, we drop the emotional charge we had in response to the concept. When we make the choice to see everyone as having authentic power, including ourselves, we are no longer bound by our reactions of power under to someone else's power over. It's not that the dynamic never happens again in our lives, but it becomes quite obvious when it does. From this place of connectedness and consciousness, we can be aware and can choose to respond authentically. Conscious choice creates power. Just as it was with self-determination, an important hallmark of connection with this redefined power is understanding everything is a choice. When we live consciously and make choices from our higher self, connections our heart from heart from our higher self connections a shift happens we begin to see the outward manifestation of our call for peace and happiness we notice that our lives function with a new level of ease because as author byron katie says we view everything as happening for us not to us living consciously means we acknowledge that we create our life every bit of it so we begin to choose more wisely when we live unconsciously, shit happens, drama, chaos, and turmoil are a regular part of our existence because we invite them in by keeping our eyes closed to what is truly happening. So the options are shift or shit. <laughs> we get to choose. Three, power is everywhere in our lives. Our new awareness highlights dimensions in our life where we are all connected as power. We may feel authentically powerful in our relationship with others, but regularly bury our head in, in, in the sand when it comes to our financial responsibilities. Or maybe we're fully engaged in me meaningful work, but we are doing little to express ourselves creatively. Our ability to anchor what power actually looks and feels like in any way, in any one of the seven dimensions in our life meaningful work, connections with others, self-awareness, financial vitality, physical vitality, creative expression, spiritual connection provides us the tools for evaluation and expansion of power in any of the other dimensions. We can tap into the experience, the processes and sensations of, the, of authentic power and apply it to other dimensions in our life. Even the simple acknowledgement that we're connected in at least one dimension can keep us from pulling the covers over our head and staying in bed the rest of our lives. Four, power is a process. The shift to true power is a process, not a finish line. We don't suddenly get it and then life progresses magically. We don't really ever graduate from this lesson. We just keep learning it in a bigger and bigger context because it's a process of unlearning old patterns and healing old wounds. We keep receiving the opportunity to become clearer and clearer about power in our lives. And because it's a process, it's guaranteed that we'll, there will be times when we are stuck. We need to allow ourselves to find help in whatever form is comfortable, taking a workshop, seeing a therapist, chanting, calling a friend, journaling, hiking to a mountain, 
lighting a candle with a priest, calling in a shaman, moving. We must become aware of our habits and patterns that indicate when we're stuck and make the conscious effort to move. It's a sign of strength, not weakness, to recognize when we need help. Now, stories of owning it. Next, we present the stories of women who have made the conscious choice to own that they are power and to live their lives from, the, from that belief. Even when others wanted to derail their plans or place them in the back seat, they discovered the place within that firmly stated no. When they discovered they were the ones constricting, constricting their own lives, these women dug deep to let go of old patterns and unleash their power. None of them would say they said that as their intention, but they all said that owning the knowledge of not just who they are, but also what they are, has been the result. The women in this book own their own courage code. Marsha, out of the blue. What happens when you have a perfect life and something, and suddenly something happens without any real warning to disrupt and change it? Marsha is a woman who has learned much about power and control. Twice her perfect life changed dramatically overnight and not by her own choosing. Marsha and her family had what she saw as the perfect life. Her mother was devoted to raising the children and her father was an executive with a corner office and a window. When she was 16, Marsha's father died suddenly of a heart attack, leaving her mother with young children and the need to find a job after not working outside the home for 17 years. My mother went from being an executive wife to one of the girls in the secretarial pool, but she never blinked an eye. She did what she had to do with great courage. She always taught me to play the hand I was dealt, to face reality and get on with it. Her father's death changed Marsha's view about how much control she had in her own life. Although she had been taught that she could be whatever she wanted to be, after my father died, it was like, okay, I am really not in control of everything. That was a big lesson for me. And quite frankly, it has been continu continually a smart thing to know as an adult. I realize that the only power you have is over yourself, your own attitudes, your own beliefs, your own values, and your own behavior. Actually, a better way of putting it is in the midst of everything else that happens around you, the power you have is how you react or respond. Years later, she was once again living a perfect life. She was settled in a challenging job where she had found her niche. Marsha felt she was making a difference in her community. Her teenage, her teenage son was happy and healthy, and she was remarried to a wonderful man who had shared her values and goals. They lived in a beautiful house in a nice neighborhood and were respected as community leader, leaders. We just had this great fun life in my mind. It was, an, it was the perfect life. Marsha was very content. Suddenly, however, her life changed dramatically. Again, from an external force not of her choosing, her husband, who held a highly visible and prominent position in the community, came face to face with his alcoholism in, every in a very public way. Overnight, their private lives were under the community's and local newspapers' unrelenting microscope. When all of the public fervor happened, I kept thinking, wait a minute, I didn't do anything wrong. So why is my life in chaos? Why has my whole life as I know it, my reputation I've worked so hard for, and my place in the community as a leader change? Marcia struggled with her resentment and fear until she started drawing once again on the lesson she had learned earlier about courage, power, and control. At first, I couldn't get it. Then I realized that as things come up that you don't have control over, 
you can always go back to that place of figuring out what you do have control over. As I get older, the more I realize how little control we really have. Marsha began digging deeper into her spirituality. The most courageous thing people can do is face their reality, to stop denying it and accept it. I think the spiritual step is to say that it happened for a reason. The courageous part is to just accept it. I realized I had a choice. The choice is the choice to react. It was my choice to harbor resentment against people and against the paper, and I didn't have to do that. Marsha started taking time every day for herself, reading, inspiring books, and tapping into the support of others. I have a very busy schedule, but quite frankly, when I don't take time for those things, I can feel it. I find myself just annoyed by little things. The other day, I read something in a memo on my computer, and I was widely furious. I slapped my hand down on the desk, cussed at the top of my lungs, and slammed out the door of my office. And once I got outside, I thought, whoa, where did that come from? I didn't take my morning time today, did I? For Marsha, power comes from clearly understanding what she has control of in any given situation. I overcame any fear of the future by saying to myself, all I can do is the best I can do today. I can't control the outcome, but I can control my reaction. That's where my power comes from. My choice of how I will respond to whatever comes my way. And that's it. That was a very nice refresh. And I hope that helps with whatever you're confronting at this moment in time, whether that is keeping up momentum, whether that is reacting better, whether that is building a better schedule for yourself if of what you're able to do. And I always like to note that when we accept what life gives us, it doesn't mean we have to like it. It doesn't mean we don't feel. We have to feel it. We have to feel what the reaction, right, to learn. And then realize what can we do, right, to create a change. But it's so important to feel and to not bypass what we are feeling. Yeah, I think that's it. So a little maybe short and sweet for today, but I hope that helps you wherever you're at and at your point in your life at this present time. And so wishing you all well, peace and happiness. And I will, I'll talk to you all very soon. Till next time.